Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for emerging entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to unlock their limitless potential through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited to invite my friend, my coach, my mentor, and a colleague of mine, Joy Kingsborough, to the conversation today. She has been a huge catalyst in the growth in my life. She's taught me the tools around self-mastery, which has really supported me in taking my own power back and really landing into what infinite potential actually means. So Joy, I am honored that you are here today. Thank you. And please introduce yourself. Tell us what self-mastery means to you. Oh, I love it. This is such a juicy conversation, Cindy. And I just want to take a moment to thank you for having me here. I love celebrating all the successes that you're having and cheering you on as you um, just impact lives around the world. I'm just, I'm so inspired by all that you've done. So, and all that you are. Um, Oh, who am I? So let's talk Joy Kingsborough. Hmm. Mm, who is she? <laughs> that can go in so many directions. Um, <laughs> at the core of who I am, I'm, I'm dedicated to helping other people see their own light. Like really when it comes to, to me, self-mastery is remembering who you are. And that's really at the core of, of my life, my life's work is I want to be a mirror for that for others through the work that I do through coaching, healing, teaching, all the, all the different avenues that I have. Um, I'm focused on really truly being present from a place of knowing my own light and my own and mastery of self so that I can be a direct reflection of that for others and I can inspire others to experience it. And I think that's a lot of what self-mastery opens up for us, mm. right? Is when we're in a state of self-mastery, it doesn't set us apart as being better it gives us a better experience, but it also makes space for others to be in their greatest power, their greatest personal power, which I find, um, I think to me, self-mastery is about the collective mastery that then is possible. Mm, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Cause when we master ourselves, then everyone around us can also lean into that because we right? made it out to them. Yes. And imagine what we could do with that. Right. You know, thinking about the collective firing from their greatest potential. Like really waking up in your greatest potential every day because you're not limited by things like emotion or body image or thoughts of others. You're in a place where you understand how you fit in the world, what your purpose is, why you're here, what you're doing, what's magical about you. And you walk forward in that light and others around you are doing this. It's, it's, um, it's world changing. Mm. And it's, and it's so much simpler than we're making it. Right. And it just, it lights me up. I'm covered in goosebumps right now. This conversation, anything self-mastery, I'm just so mm -hmm. passionate about it right. because I've seen the magic that happens when we land into that and the change that happens in your surroundings and then the greater impact from that. It's just, ugh. Yes. So exciting. Juicy. It's juicy. It's good. My life mission. Yes. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your own self-mastery journey? 
Oh, <laughs> well, let's talk about when I wasn't masterful. So you'll understand yes, how long exactly. I got to this place. Um, you know, once upon a time, I was incredibly depressed. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I've been suicidal. I've, I wanted to take my life at least twice, two times that I actually attempted. And um, I've been in a place where my mind was in control, mm-hmm. right? Where every thought I had, I thought was me. And I had such extreme anxiety that I had a hard time driving in traffic. Mm. So um, I, and I, and I know I've shared this story with you before, but there was a time when I was driving and I lived in Colorado and they have these massive highways that, you know, multi-lane four and five, like like it's, they're massive. Mm -hmm. And so someone with anxiety that hasn't been dealt with past energies on these highways, I would sometimes go into a full-blown panic attack where I couldn't breathe, which meant that I couldn't keep my eyes on the road and I wasn't safe to drive, so I'd have to pull over. And there was one time when a police officer stopped um, and pulled over the side of the road, the sirens were going, I'm already embarrassed because I'm about ready to puke on the side of the highway because of anxiety. And this police officer came up to me and he um, created an awakening for me in how simple self-mastery is. Mm -hmm. He grabbed my face and literally grabbed my face and just said, breathe with me. Mm. And that was the shifting moment, right? That was the moment where I realized that I was making my life so much, the experiences of my life so much bigger than they were. Mm-hmm. So he helped me get off the highway and I began to explore meditation, right? That, that was the beginning of my journey of, okay, how do I get that feeling back? How do I use breath to stop that feeling? Like if anybody's had an anxiety attack, like your whole body is in response. You, you, I mean, I literally, you feel like you want to vomit. You, you're, it's so intense. Your whole body is having this visceral experience and to use breath to really lean into the exhale, to calm the nervous system that doesn't feel accessible when you're in the middle of a panic attack and yet it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning. Self-mastery is about understanding who you are and that you're living in a body that is waiting for your guidance. And without guidance, it's running amok, right? The body is just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to cause problems. I'm trying to, it's like a bunch of toddlers. <laughs> like, you got a trillion toddlers running around inside your body, all these cells because they have no guidance. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the image that came to mind was this little five-year-old going, ah! right? <laughs> it's like craziness in there. Yeah. So that, that to me is self-mastery, but at, at, a, at a minute level, right? Mm-hmm. Self-mastery really is, you know, at a, at a core level, the body giving it guidance, but then recognizing the power that we have in that that when we are connected with our body, when we're connected with our mind, with our heart, with our purpose, with, with whatever our spiritual connection is, when all of those things come together and they're driven by the guidance of our higher self, then we're in a state of mastery because every, you've got this whole team that's supporting you to get what you want in life. Right. So instead of holding you back, it's with you. Even when the beliefs are rising up, the challenges are rising up, the whole team is like, hey, how do we how do we navigate this? And I love that you bring up that conversation around team, 
because mm -hmm. I know when I started on this journey, it was just me and spirit, <laughs> ego right. and spirit hanging out. And I forgot about the part about the body. <laughs> right. Oh, that thing. <laughs> oh, right. That thing that we're just dragging along with us like an angry five-year-old. Right. And it's really interesting because I've been diving into some of the work that you, you do with the Sacred Self series and mm -hmm. really landing into what this relationship with my body is. And it's taken me to a whole nother level of self-mastery mm -hmm. because I have been very abusive to my body in the past. Yeah. I've been involved in drug addiction and alcoholism and also trying to force my body to do things that weren't in alignment. Right. I could. So what I was trying to do was force my body to do things that it didn't really want to do. So I joined CrossFit in an effort to force my body into pain, literally. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because then I just stop movement altogether. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, nope, every time I move my body, I get injured. And so I just completely neglected my body entirely and didn't want to go for walks, didn't want to do anything. And now that I've landed into this, oh, hold on, your body's part of the team too. Right. I have now realized that when I do certain exercises, it makes me feel better and mm -hmm. I make more money and I feel I have my better relationships, all of these things are happening. And from there, I was able to commit to a level of exercise that's not insanity of trying to force my body into mm -hmm. something it doesn't want to do and now I'm doing CrossFit like exercises with ease. Right. Isn't that, I, it's so beautiful because this is where we get so confused when we look at the world, when we're not in a place of self-mastery, we are at the whim of the world. And so then the world shows us evidence that if you do the CrossFit, then you'll be in shape and you'll have that, you know, Barbie doll body or whatever it is that mm -hmm. we think we want. And so we think, oh, I'll do the physical thing. And yet, when you bring the body into the team, then inspiration applies not just to your purpose in the world and the work you do, and not just to your spiritual connection, but now to the body. And the body's like, yes, I love inspiration too. Mm -hmm. It feels really good. And I'm inspired to now go do the thing. And so it just feels so easy. And you do things you thought you'd never love doing. <laughs> like, exactly. I've run, but I'm like, no, I don't run. My body's <laughs> like, yeah, we do. We totally love it. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I was excited to go to the gym this morning. I'm like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> I love kale. It's so delicious. Like, something <laughs> happens. The wiring just adjusts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so much easier than forcing the body to mm. do it. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. So that leads me into this other question of the difference between self-mastery and self-dominance. Oh, can't you just feel it? Right? As soon as I said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I think this leads, I think this was a really good question because so many people talk about the body being a temple. Mm, right. So yes. your body is a temple, which means you've got to, you know, restrict what you're eating. You've got to make sure you drink the right amount of things, have the right supplements, have the right, you know, there's this, uh, which is what you're talking about, right? Like that's the dominance. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, um, making the body more important than everything else. It's not bringing it into the team. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference when we, anytime we have dominance, it's like bringing in a dictator, 
right? So when we have that dominance, we are negating everything else. And that doesn't serve, just like it didn't serve to have spiritual dominance, right? Right. We want to have a spiritual relationship and connection, but we don't want it to be dominant, right? Right. We want it to be a part of what's happening. And so self-mastery, especially related to the body, is about inclusion, right? It's including all of it which is all of the self, which begins by defining what all the self is and recognizing that it's more than the temple. It's more than the body. It's more than the mind. Whatever you think is the temple, your mind could be your temple, right? Uh, Your relationship could be your temple. Like everybody leans into something in Mm -hmm. this journey, Mm -hmm. right? So it's the inclusion piece that when we have the inclusivity, we then have mastery because we have the whole self. Yeah, I love that because I had an experience this past week where I had made a commitment to go to the gym three times a week. And, but because I've brought in all of those pieces on Wednesday when it was time to go to the gym, I got this nudge, no, you need to meditate instead. And so instead of forcing myself to go to the gym and bring my little body, poor little body along, dragging it through, I was like, okay, and you just surrender to it and meditate and I felt way better afterwards and there was no guilt for not going to the gym and there was no beating myself up for it. So this is one of the beautiful things that um, I think is becoming easier to understand as we move forward. I think still a little bit challenging to make sense of because we want to, the brain wants to really wrap itself around it. And so I just want to share something around this that kind of helps why that happens. Because sometimes we're like, well, that's just you not, you know, wanting to commit to the physical activity and just meditation sounds like a good cop out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but let's really talk about what meditation is. So we understand why this happens because it happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. where meditation becomes the thing that they're driven to. And they're like, I don't understand. I feel like, you know, like this just feels like a cop out. Mm-hmm. And, but meditation is a way of changing your brainwave state that engages your immune system. So the moment you go into a meditative state, your immune system begins to fire and it begins to heal. So you release things like endorphins. There's all these different chemicals that are at work really rallying to support the refreshing and the um, healing of the body. So if you're not guided to go work out, it's likely that your immune system is at jeopardy. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that clarity. Yeah. So why would you want to do that to yourself? You know, how many times have people like push themselves working out and they get sick? Well, that explains why I would get injured. Right. Because your immune system is low, your function to be able to, like you're overdriving the fight flight system because exercise engages fight flight. Right. So you're overdoing the fight flight system and you haven't had time to recover. And so recover isn't just rest. Recover is very deliberate. It's creating the right um, capacity in the body, the right systems firing to boost the immune system. Mm. That's recovery. Well, that just adds a whole new level of mastery to that conversation. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And helps the mind understand, oh, there's a reason. Right. Right. It's not a cop out. I'm actually doing something amazing for my body right now by meditating. Right. And so it just means you need an extra nudge of it because what you're doing is about ready to push it over the edge where your immune system can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Regular meditation helps with that. So if you've got somebody who like loves physical action, they're a runner, they're an athlete, you know, they're really pulled towards that physical movement and they love it, then meditate more so that you don't get taken out of the game. Right. Right. So that you don't have to pause if you don't want to. Right. Right. So 
Anyway. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Would you ever say that you can fully master something? Mm, no. And here's, so you can master it. And then the moment you master it, you expand. Mm. So because we're a universal being that is all about expansion and, and change, we're, in, we're evolvers, right? So we're creators, which means we are the creation and the creator at the same time. Mm-hmm. You master it for about a moment and then you expand it in order to gain more mastery. So we continue that process over and over again. So it's like, yes and no. Yes, <laughs> we you can master it. <laughs> brief second of, yes, I got it. And then, and eh, no, you right. won't. <laughs> so mastery, and you know, this is the same, we talk about uh, my mastery, emotional mastery, self-mastery, all of this. It's a lifestyle, not mm. a destination, which yeah. is why I love the work. I love that you've taken on this journey of really helping to support people in, you know, in longer term commitments and really being there for people in that mastery journey, because that's really what it is. Yeah, there's no actual destination. No. <laughs> As I always, I always think of, you know, the practice of yoga, the practice of mm-hmm. medicine, even. Mm-hmm. You never know all of the things. The practice of self-love, which is something that you teach. Mm-hmm. And you can never fully know yourself to the point where you're like, yeah, I've totally got this. And now you're going to walk through life like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> You know yourself and then you add to yourself, yeah. right? You, ch- you change, you expand, you explore, you experience and master that. Yes. Always mastering yeah. something else. Yeah. But living in that state, right? It's not, it's not about perfection either, right? I think there's this idea that it's about, you know, living in some sort of state of perfection. Um, <laughs> there's lots of stumbling. There's lots of, you know, like you still curl up in the fetal position. You still have life, right? But you're, but it, when you live in the lifestyle of mastery, it never throws you. Like mm-hmm. you, you embrace all of those pieces and you feel better and you experience better, right? Like the experiences really do raise to a new level. All of them, the, the, the things that we would normally have taken us totally out of the game, we experience those things in a more um, observant space mm-hmm. where, where we can accept that this is part of life and it's part of the journey. We don't, we, we don't have so much resistance. Right. Yeah, that actually brings up something else that a few of my clients has, have brought to me because I teach emotional mastery. And the thought that comes into their mind is that they have to control their emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, but that's not what it is. It's allowing the perceived negative emotions to be a part of your experience. And it's, right. it's about being human. Yeah. And I'm just loving being human. And yeah. so that's one thing that's, and it's the same as trying to control the body, trying to control your relationship with spirit or God, whatever, but it's this idea of control. Yeah. Like yeah. trying to, con- I always think about like trying to control traffic because your emotions are doing that. Your emotions are the signal. Like if we really like looked inside of our bodies as it was functioning, there really are trillions of little beings moving around in there. There's all kinds of things supporting what we're doing. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Right? So the emotions are the signal to say, hey, we've got a backup over here. We need to slow down and let things catch up. We need a red light. Right? So we need a red light. We need a yellow light and we need a green light. 
And that's all that emotions are, are letting you know, hey, right now you've got traffic moving this way. We need you to stop. So first slow down. Here's your yellow light of emotions. We're like maybe a little melancholy or a little like, I just want to be like chill. I want to like retreat and be a hermit. Then you've got your red light emotions like frustration and anger and depression. And they're like, whoa, like not a second more. Then you've got your green light energies of like happiness and peace and all of that. But they're letting, they're just signals that the body is okay with that right now. I love that analogy. Right? Yeah. That's the coolest analogy ever. <laughs> Thank you, Jonah. Right? <laughs> oh, red light, stop. Right? <laughs> That's so good. So yeah. we want our we want our traffic lights to work for us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get rid of them because if we get rid of the red light, then that green light is going to drive us into our death. Absolutely. Right? Like yeah. it will literally bring us to a crash. So if all the lights are green in every direction, right? That's dangerous very dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we want the red and yellow lights to exist. We want them to be there. We, we don't want to ignore them. There's nothing wrong with them. And one of the things that I really have a challenge with, and you know, I say that lightly, right? But I have a challenge with the idea in society that depression is a problem. Mm-hmm. That any of these things are an actual problem and that we should, um, you know, hide that a problem or mask it with medications and distractions instead of facing it and saying, what's, what's that red light about? Yeah. And that is what mastery is all about is being willing to look at what's going on. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've been trained as a society to shove it under the carpet, pretend it doesn't exist. It's bad to be angry. Right. Uh, you need to mask it with prescription medication if you're sad. And instead of, if we were just willing to look at it and say what's going on which is what we had to do right like both of us have had navigated drug addiction and you know navigating these different addictions in all kinds of ways addiction to partners addiction to so much right (laughs) so right all the things and so in those experiences just going back and facing them and that feels really scary during the mastery of like oh i don't want to go back to that because then i think something i think it's going to happen again and the truth Mm -hmm. is it actually stops it from happening again and but being in that and facing it and going what why did i do that yeah you know like why was coke the answer in that moment why was um, you know, sleeping around the answer in that moment. Why was food the answer in that moment? Mm-hmm. Right. What was I afraid of seeing? What was I afraid of experiencing to get to that place? Which is what I had to do. I had to go back to the moment of why was I on the side of the highway? Yeah. You know, why, why did somebody need to teach me to breathe so that I could drive my car off the highway? Right. Like, I needed to look at that. I didn't have a problem. I wasn't, you know, chronically anxious, which is what the doctor would have, I'm sure told me, Yeah. right? That I had an anxiety problem and I needed medication. What I needed to navigate was that I had been sexually abused. That's what I had to navigate. I felt, um, I felt suppressed. I felt like life was collapsing in on me. I felt claustrophobic, mm-hmm. right? Because I had been that way as a child. That's what I had to face. And facing that helped all the other things disappear without the drugs. Yeah. Right? So I think, um, you know, that's why it feels a little like self-mastery. I don't know. I'm not for that. <laughs> but, right? it's so, well, but it's so freeing, right? Because I think is. about how, how I feel now, and I know you feel the same. It's like, yeah. now life's really an adventure. Yeah. 
it makes life way more fun and you're no longer dimming your light or hiding mm -hmm. or running away from problems or calling the same thing back in over and over again. Right. And you're not flipping people off at the red light. You're like, Oh, I've that got a red is. light. Right. <laughs> the red light's not other people's problem. Right. You're just like calling people and saying, Hey, I need to cancel. I need to shift this. Like I got a red light going on. I just need to chill out. And you navigate that. You don't get yeah. mad at the rest of the world for your red light. Yeah. Yeah. You don't find you, somebody to blame. You yeah. don't get mad at yourself anymore either. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been one of my biggest breakthroughs in this journey is that mm -hmm. my inner critic was, was mean. Yeah. She was a bully and she right? would beat the living crap out of me all the time. And if there was something wrong with somebody's website, all of a sudden my world had come to an end and I was going off the deep end and drinking and it's all my fault. And how could you be so stupid? Right. And really it's just technology. I have no right. control over technology, right. but I can laugh about that now because I was willing to face those demons and go, okay, mm -hmm. why are you so upset about something you have no control over? Right. And then lo and behold, Cindy's control issues came up. Right. <laughs> oh, I have control issues. Oh, yeah. I see you. Okay. Imagine that. But yeah. now that I see it, every time it rises up again, I go, aha, I mm -hmm. see you. And I know yeah. how to work with it now instead of beating the crap out of myself and drinking myself into oblivion. Right. Yeah. Control is just a, something you notice. It's no longer an issue. Yes. You're like, oh, controlling. Okay, let's go a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> so much better. And so much better for everyone else around us. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> you want to heal a relationship. Um, Self-mastery. <laughs> yes. Actually, let me share a little story about that. Yeah. My, I was trying to control my stepson. Mm. Big time. Because he likes to act out. And he knows very well how to push my buttons. My control buttons. Mm -hmm. And... In, he was acting out at school, even when I wasn't around, and he was pushing back on everything. And every day he would come home from school and he, there was a phone call or an email about what he had done wrong at school. And the moment that I decided I'm not going to control him anymore, and I just let go, surrendered to whatever he was going to do, he was going to do, he stopped misbehaving. It's crazy, but it's so... This is how it works. He's right? gone three full weeks at school without an email or a phone call. And he's amazing. And this morning, before he went to school, he made, or he cleaned his entire room. Yeah. Just because I was like, look what happens. I was trying to make him clean his room. Right. <laughs> Couldn't get him to do it. I release control and he cleans his room without right. me asking. Because who wants to be told? We all want things to be nice. We just don't want to be told how to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's been a really fun journey to watch that unfold. And it's just mm -hmm. another level of the mastery, right? I love that story so much because it really is. It sounds crazy. It's like magical, but it's, yeah, the world is actually magical. It is. And the things you're controlling, like everybody, like just thinking about people listening, the things you're controlling are the areas that are the hardest because you're controlling them. Exactly. But you're trying so hard to control them so that they won't be the hardest areas, but this is the thing that's causing and making the hardest areas, right? right. So it's like, stop controlling and imagine, you know, like bring in visualization, bring in, you know, a redefining of that and you will experience the magic of that not being your problem area. Yeah. So if right. it feels hard, 
that's where your control is. Right. <laughs> that feels hard. That is your something's not right. Yes. <laughs> Life is not. And it's not the other hard. people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we've kind of really covered this question, but what would you say is like the key to self-mastery? Mm. Well, we've covered this and sort of not covered it because mm -hmm. I think the key to self-mastery is the willingness to do it. Um, self-mastery itself actually isn't complicated. It's a pretty, once you understand the tools and when you have somebody to guide you through it, like it's really quite simple. It's, but are you willing to do it? Are you willing to look at those things and release being right and release the old patterns? Again, not complicated, but if you're, if you don't have the desire to do it, self-mastery just isn't going to happen. You can't help those who aren't willing to help themselves. Right. Yeah. And, and there's nothing we can do about that for ourselves too. And, and I, and that's not even a judgment, like looking at it from a place of sometimes there are moments when I'm like this area of my life, I don't have mastery. And I can see that I've I'm expanded into an area that feels uncomfortable for me. And I'm actually not willing to change it yet. Mm, and that's yes. been peace of that's part of self mastery is knowing I'm not ready for that one yet. I love that you touched on that because there are times when you're like, mm -mm. right. Nope. Yeah. But you can lean into it and be curious about it and go, okay, well, maybe six months from now I'll be willing. Right. And be okay with not being willing. Yeah. But you've got to be willing for, you've got to be willing to live the mastery, right? They got to be like, that's part of the mastery of going, it's not going to throw me off. It's existing. I'm just not ready to do anything about it yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to be aware that it's an issue that I, when I'm ready, I can resolve it. Yeah. I don't blame anybody else. Right. I, I'm aware that it's me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a willingness to, sometimes I'll just call in a willingness to be willing. Yes. Right. I'd like to be willing yeah. to navigate this. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I love yeah. that. And I, this is one of the things that I always say with my clients is awareness is everything. Yes. The moment you're aware of it, now you're aware of it and right. it's always going to be there until you are willing to deal with it. You can't but, unknow. <laughs> right? You cannot unknow. <laughs> you know, which brings me up to, I think, something really important that um, I wasn't really thinking about in this conversation, but something that comes up, and I, I'm imagining you get this too with clients, is um, the moment you go, when you open the door to a self-mastery path, personal development. There, I mean, people who are watching this who have taken any level of personal development, um, life begins to feel disruptive really quickly. Oh, yes. Right? So it feels like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Why Why did I open up to my spiritual journey to empower yourself? Like, what am I doing? Why did I just turn my whole life upside down? Right? <laughs> and, um, you know, we forget that we've, we've, we're like a bottle that we just opened. So all the stuff that's inside of us that wasn't masterful now has a place to go. Mm. It's being seen. So he's like taking the cork off this bottle and all the stuff that was already there releases to the surface. Right. And, yeah. and, and that can seem scary, but it's actually not, it was already there. It was already creating toxic challenges. It was already making you sick. It was already making you unhappy. It's the stuff of the depression. Mm -hmm. Right. And the moment you open it, you see it and it feels chaotic but it's the stuff releasing all of that mm, yeah. and to be, and to be okay and be at peace with that, that it's, it, you really are safe in that. Yeah. And I think just awareness of that alone is mm -hmm. enough to help you get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, as always, this has been an amazing conversation. I always love it when you and I get together for chats because we have all the giggles. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel needs to be added before we end this conversation? Mm. This has been such a rich conversation. I love it. I always feel, um, you know, I feel like we just we evolve even in the conversation. I think that's why it's so fun and you can feel spirit. You can feel the connection of the message. And I just thank you so much for being, for having me on the show. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for joining us for this episode of rebel radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.